Hello everyone. Today we're talking about the best and worst of Devil's Advocate. This was a suggestion that was, I guess, won in a random spinoff uh, by Jordan Moran. Congratulations, Jordan. So uh, we're going to do this uh, Facebook exclusive episode. Um, for the time being, it's only going to go out on Facebook. Further down the line, we might release it on um, on YouTube. But for now, it will just be for you guys who are our Facebook members. All I think currently they've run about 225 of you. Um, and yeah, we we had a lot of fun watching this, didn't we? Oh, I did. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> So let's let's kick it off, Darren. Who is your best character? My best character in this, I guess, is um, Charlize Theron, Marianne. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was one of her first films. I think it was like a third film or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she puts in a terrific performance, I think, for a for a, you know for somebody who's just starting out in Hollywood. I think she'd done an independent film before this. The title is was it something in uh, Days in the Valley or something like that? I can't remember. Who now. cares? Um, yeah, never mind. Um, but I thought she was really good in this. I think that you know most people talk about Al Pacino, but her performance kind of goes unmentioned a lot of the time. And she's, I guess she's she's the only character within it that has some sort of definite arc. You know, she really goes off the rails in this and. You know, the poor girl's right all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's really kind of tough to, to watch her in this sort of downward spiral as things kind of, you know, go from bad to worse for her. So I thought she was great in this. I thought I'd stay away from talking about Pacino because that's the obvious one. And I'm sure there'll be lots of Pacino to talk about as we go on. But for now, I think that Charlize Theron, Marianne, is my favorite character in this. I agree with you 100%. I, I was also picking Milton, you know, uh, Al Pacino, but, you know, his name is uh, uh, copied off of John Milton, who wrote Paradise Lost, so there's the little connection there. But, yeah, Marianne Lomax, absolutely stunning on screen when you first see her. And uh, when her getting topless and naked a couple of times is not is, is, is nothing to shy about. It's uh, it's it's She doesn't ultimate uh, great performance in here and from this role you could tell she was going to be a future star yeah because she oh, yeah. really took this role above and beyond to mm-hmm. anything what, what keanu reeves can do <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's kind of the same all the way through isn't he oh um but but she's you know you see a definite arc within her character going yeah. from this kind of you know, excited um, wife that's that's really kind of proud of her husband and, you know, so positive about their future together with this this new job and this new lifestyle that they're getting. And then slowly but surely, everything just kind of unfolds on her and she starts to spiral into this, you know, just, just, well, she goes insane, basically, doesn't she? Yeah. She's the op- polar opposite of her husband, Kevin, because Kevin loves the limelight. Like it yeah. says in uh, throughout the uh, the movie here, vanity. He's vain, know? isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's vain. Where she is not used to the hustle and bustle of a big city. She gets very nervous and very mm-hmm. freaked out. She's a, she's a small town girl, and I wish my town had girls like that, but they don't. <laughs> so moving on, your worst character. Oh, it has just Jeffrey Jones. Um, okay. It's very difficult to watch him on screen now, knowing you know exactly what what happened in his life. 
Um, I find it quite tough and I find it difficult to separate him from, you know, the actor from his private life and, and the history that he has. So, you know, he's, unfortunately, he's sort of extracurricular activities, if you want to put it that way, overshadow his performance <laughs> in this. So, yeah, Jeffrey Jones for me, unfortunately. Especially when they're shredding the paper. And the one scene, are you thinking that's his pictures and documents? That's kind of a snapshot of his future at that point, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just get rid of this, not that. Uh, I have to beg to differ. My worst character is Keanu Reeves. Uh, Kevin Lomax. I don't think he was made to play this role. Um, him, you think he's miscast? I think he is. I think they could have gotten away with maybe a... Oh, what's that Southern boy's name? Uh, uh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. They, they could have yeah. got away with yeah. him. Um, when he puts on that Southern draw and that Southern accent, it's absolutely unbearable because <laughs> he doesn't keep it throughout the whole movie. It he comes and goes, it. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, and when he cries at Marianne's suicide, it is, it is an uh, awful that's, that's cry. That's terrible, is that? <laughs> He looks like the judge from uh, Frighteners. Yeah. <laughs> or Donald Sutherland at the end of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> like he lost his teeth. It, that was the worst crying I've ever seen. It's terrible. It really uh. is. Well, you know that, um, that Hollywood tried to make this movie for quite a few years before they actually you know, got round to it. Yeah. And it was initially Joel Schumacher yeah. who was directing it. And he'd done all, uh, quite a few legal dramas before that. Um, I think he'd done, was it um, Hard to, uh, uh, what do they call that one now? The one with Matthew McConaughey, um, Right to Kill. Okay. Um, uh, and I think he, he may have even done The Client as well, if I remember. Yes. Um, those John Grisham films. So he was scheduled to direct it, and he had Brad Pitt cast as Kevin Lomax. I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. But... They couldn't find anybody to play the devil. They couldn't find anybody to play um, John, John Milton. Yeah. John Milton. Milton. Yeah. And so it was kind of tossed aside was the project. And it wasn't until, I found this out today, it wasn't until America got gripped on the OJ case that they decided to kind of put this back into production. The courtroom and everything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 okay. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It pick a been, better I, lawyer, for Christ's I, sake. Yeah, I think, though, I think it needed a more grounded director because what Taylor Hackford did was, was I thought, was great. I mean, some of the effects are slightly dated, but, yeah. you know, he did a good job with it. But I, Joel Schumacher, apparently the budget was spiralling because he had so many. It was it was really effects-laden, was, was his vision, um, more so than what we've got now. But um, yeah, it, it, it's. I think it was better that Taylor Hackford directed it. Like, um, Kevin up to Pacino's apartment, and they're kind of whispering amongst themselves. And Kevin says, "Where does he sleep?" And they say, "Well, I don't believe he sleeps." <laughs> and they say, "Where does he fuck?" <laughs> and it's just out of nowhere, Pacino appears and goes, "Everywhere." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Pacino moment with him really hamming it up and over-egging everything and 
my own. I, I mean, it's, it's a great performance, but I was chatting to a friend earlier today and I was saying, in some of the scenes in this film, he almost feels like he's still in scent of a woman. <laughs> His eyes. It's like he's not been able to get rid of the blind stare. Yeah. Um, and so he's kind of looking through people a lot of the time and looking a bit surprised. And um, But yeah, it's, it's great great performance. And yeah, that, that scene there, where does he f*** everywhere, is, is my favourite line in the film. He f***s in front of people, we know that. <laughs> For me... I got two favorite lines. One is, uh, you know, it's it's the line that connects this movie, especially the mother and his father, Kevin's father, Al Pacino. Well, it's not Al Pacino; it's John Milton. Uh, is uh, behold, I sent you, uh, I send you as sheep amongst the wolves. Yeah, you know, that's that's it's a creepy line, but it's 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 like when the kid goes to college. That's the yeah. line you say to him. Goodbye. You know, you're it's a savage world out there, and you're just as you're just as unprotected as you're ever going to be. And I also liked uh, when he was talking about Eddie Barzoon, uh, or he was talking about himself in some way. And, and John Milton says, "I'm the hand up the Mona Lisa skirt," <laughs> <laughs> indicating that's the way, that's the reason why she smiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like okay, I get that. Uh, fine, <laughs> it is a good. It is it is quite well written. Some there's some great Pacino um, monologues and stuff in there. He's good at every line, it. every yeah. line he says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's Secret. a chicken that plays tic tac toe. Hasn't lost. <laughs> Always wins. <laughs> All right, when he's talking to the Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who is it? Uncle uh, Uncle Chow or whatever his name Uncle is from Lethal. <laughs> From a Lethal Weapon Four, yeah, yeah. Fry rice, you prick. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, your worst line, probably just what I just said. <laughs> no, the worst line is, and and there are a few really uncomfortable moments with this, particularly at the, at the beginning, because he's just this kind of like fame hungry, money obsessed lawyer that doesn't really have any morals or anything like that. And there's that awful scene at the start, for one, where he's he's intimidating the girl who's been sexually assaulted by the the, the pedophile guy. By machine. Yeah, yeah. Is that machine? That's machine. Is it machine from Eight <laughs> Millimeter? Yeah. I didn't realize that. It's <laughs> all these creepy. He gets guys. some good roles, doesn't he? Oh, I guess if you want to call him good, it's like the <laughs> it's like the guy who plays the rapist in all the uh, movies for uh, for. Uh, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, that's jeez. <laughs> Showgirls and uh, what was the other film? I can't Robocop. remember. Oh, he got Robocop. got shot in the balls. <laughs> we need you to play a rapist. Well, I'm perfect at that. <laughs> no, it's it's actually not that scene. I felt that scene was quite uncomfortable to watch nowadays at the start. Yeah. Um, but it's the scene when he's, when he's doing that trial case for um, Al Pacino's company and he's trying to eject the jurors and he turns around... Um, and he's talking about ejecting the, the, the black juror. And he turns around and says, he may look like another brother to you, but I see a man with a shotgun under his bed. A bit of racial profiling or stereotype in there. Kind of jars now, but yeah. it's. I think it says more about him than it does. It's the way he um, picks, he yeah. looks at people. Yeah. And he yeah. also says the. I remember that one because he talks about the uh, Catholic school teacher as someone has hurt her and she wants revenge. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's just uh, 
You know, he's picking people apart just by the way they look. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. in the judicial system, you got to do that. I mean, you're paid to get a client off of a of a rap, and uh, you got to go with a sympathetic jury. Lawyer, listen, ladies and gentlemen, lawyers and their attitudes have not changed for over a hundred <laughs> years, and still will not change as long as you have this. My worst line comes at the time where Kevin needed to be with Marianne and needed to help her transition to this new lifestyle. Yeah. And he says, and, and John Milton says, be with your wife. And he, as, as a devil later on, he said to him, I gave you every opportunity to go help her. Yeah, yeah. Just to lose one case, but you won't. And Kevin replies, you know, basically in that fashion towards the uh, later second act of the movie, um, you know what scares me? I quit the case, she gets better, and I hate her for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're her husband. He's a shit. He really is a shit, isn't he? And then he's just like, when she gets, when when I win this case, she'll get better. I'll focus all on her. Hmm. Well, it's it's kind of like me if my kid's crying and I'm changing a light bulb and I say, just a few more minutes, I'll see what's going on. No, 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 you don't do that. You drop what you're doing to take care of your shit. Your wife's always going to be there. And even John Milton said, cases will come and go. You win some, you lose some. But his vanity just just gets the better of him all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, your best death. Okay, so uh, uh, it has to be Mary's suicide, that whole sequence. Oh. Apart from Keanu's crying. Um, it's, <laughs> we talked it's, enough about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a gut-wrenching sequence because, you know, she's barricaded. She's obviously going around the bend, and uh, she's, she's in this facility. She barricades herself in. Uh, in the room and he can't get to her and she's she's about to cut her own throat um, and yeah the him battling to get through that door and once he's smashed all the glass which takes long enough he then has to get through all that mesh uh, and he just can't get there in time and, and the just, chair she put up against the door too yeah 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 she just puts the, the shard of glass from the mirror into a jugular, I think, doesn't she? And, yeah, you and, see and it a little bit it. go across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's horrific. A re- really nasty sequence. Um, so, yeah, I mean, although it's it's um, it's quite unsettling to watch, I think it was probably the most impactful death. Yes. Um, more so than his um, in the whole movie. Probably because she's my favorite character as well, and she does get a really raw deal in this film. She does, Uh I would have said, uh, nurse, is the bleeding stopped? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, Darren, waste not, want not. <laughs> uh, my best kill is Eddie Barzoon. Uh, I thought the bum assault was, was really creepy, especially the first blow of his arm being broke. And... <laughs> His, his, yeah. and the, they just pick up the logs and they're just hammering them and then you see their faces shift into demons. Yeah, yeah. And the one, the one thing that made it very impactful too is that Marion saw all this or sensed it. Um, yeah, so for me, it's, it's uh, Jeffrey Jones, Eddie Barzoon getting assaulted and eventually killed by the bums all because of a watch. Well, that's actually my worst death. Okay, move into that. <laughs> 
yeah, it, it, J- Jeffrey Jones getting attacked by those homeless guys. I mean, it's not actually. It's 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 probably the one of the sequences in the movie that's actually dated the most um, because of the, um, the 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 kind of transparent effects works that they try to use with the joggers. Um, also, the Rick Baker's work. I mean, Rick Baker did a lot of work on this film, yeah. and. The, the kind of uh, sort of demon prosthetics that he used were kind of blended with CG and they don't look great today. Yeah, they don't work. They don't um, work. Which is weird because early on in the film, and we'll talk about this in a bit, there's another sequence which utilizes the same technology and it looks fantastic. Um, but but that particular scene where the bombs are kind of morphing quickly and in split second backwards and forwards into the, devil, the demons... Um, yeah, it's it's kind of aged a bit, and um, I was kind of cheering them on, to be honest. <laughs> Get that piece of shit. Hit him. <laughs> <laughs> now the other arm. <laughs> well, he was your worst kill. Uh, you know, my worst kill, I, ha- I was going to either choose Weaver, you know, getting hit by the car, but then I thought that stuntman did Awesome work! It it's a good job. Like the way awesome. he twists in the air, oh is, my it's god, horrible! I, I was like, I, I was gonna do it. I was gonna make it my worst because there was nothing to it. But then I said, no, this stunt guy went through a lot of work to do that. Yeah. So I picked Marianne. So you and I are total opposites of the best and worst <laughs> kills, uh, just because I think it's just a sad kill. I think it's. It would have been nice if, let's say, she made it at the end. And he went to go see Milton just to say, you know, my wife said you did this. I'm just confirming with you. Maybe she got her dates wrong or something like that. But ultimately, he goes see, you know, Milton when Marianne died. And his mother could have said something earlier in the movie. Uh, She had him like a, what, 16 years old? 17? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she must have done. Yeah. And... um, yeah, just the way she went out, it was just so sad. She didn't have to die, but I could see why she died. And then later on, towards the end of the movie, she they come back, which makes me think that this has been a looping cycle constantly. I think, I mean, I think it's it's almost like he's given a second chance, isn't it? Yeah, like God um, gave him a second chance. Yeah, he's given a second chance, but ultimately you know that, that John is going to, continue to try and rope him in yeah um which is what we see at the end there when he's on the the staircase you know when the um who is it that morphs into him um oh it's the guy isn't it larry yeah yeah, the the, the journalist so and he makes that comment about vanity as well um but yeah i think that the, the whole meaning behind it is that it's kind of the reset is his chance at at being a better person yeah um, but his father, the devil's always going to be there to yeah, yeah, turn him. <laughs> okay, your best moment. I think the the, the I've got two best moments. I got three, um, so go ahead. You got three. Okay, <laughs> so um, one best moment is is the is the train carriage, which I think is really really good. Um, when the, the the I think there's a kind of um, Latino guy starts to get freaked out by Al Pacino looking at him and pulls a knife on him. And, uh, and it's down then to Al Pacino to talk his way out of this situation. And he does it in, um, in, in Spanish. And um, yeah, basically tells him that his wife's about to get <laughs> high. Done up the wrong one. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
any minute now and that he needs to get off home. And uh, But he does it in a way where as he, do, he he says things that only that guy would know, like he yeah. describes the inside of the bedroom and the colour of the, the bed sheets and things like that. And so it really freaks this assailant out. To which point he bolts it off the train and, and, and goes back, presumably to find his wife having a terrible time. <laughs> oh, we, we, would, uh, we would call it the wafer in the chocolate tunnel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, but, but he said she'll like it. She was going to yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he does oh, make that geez. point, doesn't he? Um, the, the other scene um, that I, I have is... Naked in the church? No, oh, no, no. Damn it. I think I, I talked think, about it briefly earlier. There is the scene in when the girls go shopping and they're in the dressing room and the girl is making um, Mary Ann feel really uncomfortable by taking her clothes off and um, undressing in front of her, you know, and, and, and getting her to feel her breasts. Um, I was comfortable. <laughs> there's a moment where she puts her top on and just as she, she pulls the, the, the clothes over her head, her face morphs into these demonic features. And, um, and then you get, like, you see her being assaulted from under the skin um, as she's pulling her top down. And it looks incredible for an effect that's 25 years old. It's obviously a digital effect, but I thought it was done really well. But that whole sequence there where um, the, the girls are in that... Um, uh, changing room and are and obviously trying to influence and keep an eye on her um, is is really unsettling. And this is, this is sort of early stages of her starting to realise that yeah, hey, something's not f-ing right here. Yep. Um, so so I thought that was a really neat little moment. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I have Al Pacino, John Milton dancing is one of my best moments <laughs> in the uh, in the Spanish restaurant. Yeah, uh, I yeah. thought that was fun. Just having him going, "Olay," you know, <laughs> it's ooh just dancing yeah, with yeah, her. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that are that's happening in the background too at, at different locations. You know, it mm-hmm. just it just goes to show that whatever they're going through, this happy moment, he's he's instilling chaos in the outside world. Yeah. yeah. While he's doing that, um, I also thought Kevin's suicide, and that 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 end of that movie was great. Mm-hmm. How everything was dying, and uh, then we found out that that Milton, the devil, changed back into what Kevin looks like as being, you know, what he was as an angel, and then you know just yelling to God because it was supposed to be his time. Yeah, it's it's interesting is that sequence. Is Rick Baker actually used? Um, there's a moment there where you see like a really young Al Pacino. Yeah, um, as that sort of metamorphosis is happening. And apparently he got in, in touch with Dick Smith, who did the molds on Al Pacino in The Godfather. And, and he still had them, huh? He still had them, and he sent them to Rick Baker, who then made a, a, a young mold of Al Pacino's face. Um, and this was before de-aging with CGI and everything. Um, and so that's why for a split second you get that shot of Al Pacino from his Godfather days. Um, I thought it was really cool. Very cool, very really, really cool. It, Nice little transformation there at the end. And my last best moment is, of course, uh, Kevin eating Marianne's ass on the dance floor. (laughs) Man, I was just like, I wish I was those teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to Jordan Moran for picking this film. I've given Frank... 
carte blanche and a license to talk about anything he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Charlize Theron tastes like lemon squares? Because <laughs> if that, nobody would be eating it. <laughs> oh, oh i love it <laughs> we'll do these again this was fun doing yeah, these random yeah. you know picks yeah, from we... uh, from you ladies and gentlemen it was great and was and, and for those of you that have stayed to watch this um thank you very much um i know that the the, the there's you know there's only a certain amount of people within the facebook group but we have enjoyed doing this sorry it's taken a little while to get round to it but we've there's been a lot going on we, we were a man down for a few days so we had to kind of delay a lot of stuff um and also um if you have any <laughs> i always oh, didn't notice that <laughs> That's lewis, lewis was sick we had to help <laughs> lewis him. was sick <laughs> he, he was going through withdrawals <laughs> and as always stick to the roads the best of luck. Oh, I'm gonna have your job, shithead.